0: I'm sorry, I love you, but I can't marry you. Those words were spoken to me in front of my favorite handmade tortilla taco place. How dare he? With the pronouncement of those words also came the loud shattering of a dream, an expectation. We were only two weeks away from getting engaged. Y todo se derrumbó. Dentro de mi, dentro de mi. That is a very melancholic song in Spanish that translates to everything inside of me collapsed. It's a tragic breakup song. So hey, happy Valentine's Day to you. It's not the story you wanna hear on Valentine's Day, I'm sure, Um, and not one I like to share, pain, rejection, loss, all too familiar. I'm Ilseon, it's so good, a privilege to get to share with you today. Thank you for joining us online. And I'm gonna ask, if you can relate to the story I just shared, or even you've experienced heartbreak on any of any kind, would you comment, would you type in a heart emoji in the comment section, um, Whether you're watching live or on demand later on, go ahead and put a heart emoji in the comments so I know that I'm not alone in this. So what seemed like my biggest rejection and heartache became my greatest invitation. So will you allow me to share this invitation with you? Perhaps you too want to RSVP. The truth is that heartbreaks can be grievous and they can be glorious. Heartbreaks can be a setback or a setup. Jesus in Matthew 5, 4 said, Happy are those who are sad, or better known to us as blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. What Jesus says here, like Anne mentioned last week, or better yet, showed by the way she dressed is upside down, inside out, and backwards. In other words, so countercultural. As I read it, I can't help but think of oxymorons, deafening silence, awfully beautiful, clearly confused, grievously glorious. Think about it. Jesus is saying, happy are those who are sad. Blessed are those who mourn. Another definition from the word blessed in the Greek root word, makairos, is a condition in which congratulations are in order. Can you imagine saying, congratulations on losing your job? Congratulations on getting dumped. Congratulations on the loss you're experiencing. Congratulations on having to work from home, having to figure out online school, and still cook dinner. Congratulations on missing out on your senior year with your friends. And congratulations on the racial injustice you've lived through. (sighs) If my roommate, would have said that to me on the day this guy broke up with me i would have punched her in the face have her turn her other cheek and punched her again so why blessed happy or congratulations when we mourn see the reality is that a broken heart often leaves one with a lump in the throat, making it hard to breathe. And a broken dam in the eyes, making it hard to see. And to quote C.S. Lewis, the death of a beloved is an amputation. There's so much pain in mourning. That is not what happy feels like. Tell that to the person watching with you. That is not what happy feels like. Or type it in the comments. That is not what happy feels like. Heartache comes in all shapes and sizes. We have many occasions for mourning. For some, it's hope deferred. For others, the loss of a loved one. And still for others, the loss of an expectation. Mourning or grief is not my idea of lust this way to be happy doesn't make sense to me. Jesus, what are you saying? Happy are those who are sad? What? Why? How? See, mourning is an invitation. Mourning, grief, has a way of leading us to a place we have not known before. A place that feels like a dark night of the soul a place that feels like a setback a place where jesus shows up and we have a choice to engage him or ignore him we see it in mark 16:7 the angel says now go and tell his disciples including peter that jesus is going ahead of you this was said after Peter had denied that he knew Jesus three times and now was living with the grief of losing his friend, but also the grief and the doubt that was with him because he denied Jesus and Jesus engages him. And then in Luke twenty four fourteen, Jesus himself came and walked along with them. Jesus engages these men in conversation on the road to Emmaus. In the middle of their grief, as Carlos shared a couple weeks ago, Jesus meets them there and engages them. See, mourning extends an invitation for you to engage him. And as I shared earlier, what seemed like my biggest rejection and heartache became my greatest invitation. The timing of this breakup couldn't have been better. That same week that this guy broke up with me was the same week I had been scheduled to preach for the very first time to the youth where I had volunteered as a youth worker. And being the responsible person that I am, I was not going to let a breakup keep me from commitment. The topic that had been chosen weeks in advance was on Esther being called to the people. What I thought was my biggest setback really was God setting me up. And a year later, I would step into the beginning of my calling as a youth pastor, a calling I have served in for over a decade. So congratulations on getting dumped. How will you respond to this invitation? In our morning, he, God is so present. Though he may feel absent, see, because in grief, our feelings will seem greater than the truth. But Psalms thirty-four eighteen reminds us that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. God is near to those who mourn. And who better to engage in our mourning than someone who is described as a man of sorrows, acquainted with deepest grief. It's found in Isaiah 53.3. The tension lies in responding to the invitation to engage Jesus in the pain of our mourning or letting our hearts become numb and hardened. See, saying yes to this invitation for me is challenging. I don't like to be in my feels So I will find ways to avoid it. I will reorganize the pantry. I will binge watch Netflix. I'll stay busy. I'd rather numb or ignore the pain. Anybody else? No, just me? Okay. Most recently, uh, my therapist said this to me. If you don't feel, you can't heal. It's been a hard season. And most of you already know, but in case you're tuning in for the first time, I recently gave birth to a sweet baby girl we call Charlie Joy. She was a preemie with low birth weight and an extra chromosome. It was during Charlie's time in NICU that the invitation to engage Jesus came. And it showed up again a few days later in the midst of my daughter's hospital stay because res- she was in respiratory distress. And again, as I braved the need to reinsert my sweet Charlie's feeding tube in her nose as Carlos held her down. If I can be so candid to confess to you my conversation with Jesus, it went something like this. It's been hard for too long. and I'm so tired. I'm sad, I'm angry. This is not what I expected. My expectation was that I would have a 100% healthy baby. I prayed for a healthy baby, a baby that I could breastfeed and not tube feed. I've had to mourn. Have you had to mourn? the loss of an expectation in your marriage in your friendships in your children in your career in your health in 2020 i think we're all corporately grieving or mourning but what does saying yes to this invitation of engaging jesus look like for you for me It was giving myself permission to cry because I tend not to do that. It was being intentional about journaling. It was sitting with Jesus and speaking aloud my questions, my fears and disappointments. It was answering the phone when my mentor and friend called to check in on me. It was being honest with Carlos, my husband. It was asking for prayer see it is when we engage him when we engage Jesus that we will know him that is gain a revelation of who God is in loss there is gain Job in his grief we see that after he had lost his children livestock possessions even his health speaks this revelation He says, before I knew only what I had heard of you, but now I have seen you. And the message version puts it this way. I admit I once lived by rumors of you. Now I have it all firsthand from my own eyes and ears. We grow in intimacy. We grow in knowing him. God will be known as a healer to those who are needed of healing. God will be known as a provider to those needed of provision. And it's in engaging him in our mourning that we will know him as comforter. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Not maybe, not can be comforted, but will be comforted. It's a promise. And Jesus has given us the Holy Spirit who is also known as the Comforter. He's like the softest, coziest blanket wrapped around you on a cold winter day. The best friend we can count on. See, and if I could put it this way, in this season of uh, parenting it's new to us and I'm already learning so much about God through my child. When Charlie cries she's alerting me that she needs something. Sometimes it's food and sometimes she needs to be comforted. And as a new parent, new parents we are still rushing to her bassinet any small cry she makes. And as I sat In the living room, finishing the sermon late into the night, I heard Charlie start to make her almost cry like noises from a room. It was Carlos's turn to watch Charlie. See, we have shifts. We take turns. But because it was 12 a.m., he was out. Deep asleep. I mean, out. And as much as I tried to not pay attention to Charlie's cry, I couldn't. I left my notes aside and went to be with my baby to bring her comfort. And as a mother, not only do I want to comfort her, but it brings me so much joy to be able to comfort her. How much more does Father God desire to comfort you in your cry, in your pain? There are times where we need to rock Charlie to bring her comfort, And sometimes it's holding her. Other times it's speaking to her. See, the father knows exactly how to comfort you specific to your need. So happy are those who are sad because you will be comforted by our merciful father, the source of all comfort. Happy are those who are sad because they will know God intimately. Happy are those who are sad because you get to engage Jesus. Maybe you are here and you've never responded to Jesus. I want to invite you to say yes to him today, to engage him. He loves you. He desires relationship with you. Or maybe you've responded to Jesus in the past, but find yourself distant from Him. Today, you can draw near. Let's pray. Father, I'm so grateful that in our morning, you are the one that is present and you are the one that comforts us. Lord, I pray that we would learn to go to you, to engage you, to trust you in our pain. Lord, I pray for those that maybe are distant from you, that find themselves, that instead of drawing near to you in their pain, they, they for some reason drew away and are distant. I pray that your loving kindness, you would draw them near again. I pray for comfort to those who are experiencing loss, For those that are going through a painful season, I pray that they would know you, God, like they've not known you before. Intimately, personally, a God of all comfort. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.